Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Welcome home. I'm Kirsten. And I'm Graham. And this podcast is the home at class you wish you'd been offered. We're two moms aspiring to create gracious homes that are welcoming and functional. All while dealing with real life schedules, budgets, and children. Stick with us and we'll share and show what we know, what we've learned, where we've messed up, and how to fix it. For everything we can't make up, we'll bring in the best experts we can find. You're listening to the Life Listened Network. On today's episode, we're talking about style and or our admitted lack thereof. We're bringing in a pro to explain body types, what items we should stop spending money on, where we should actually splurge, and what the heck a capsule wardrobe is anyway. Plus, Kirsten's favorite Old Navy running shorts, Graham's one-woman quest to bring back pedal pushers, and what to wear on days that include neighborhood parks, yard work, and a ladies' luncheon. All that and more on this week's episode of Welcome Home. Welcome home, Graham. Welcome home, Kirsten. And welcome, everyone, to the first episode of 2019. Happy 2019! It's a new year. That's very exciting. I love a new year. I can't what? lie to our listeners. What? Because we're through the magic of time travel. Oh, it's still 2018. <laughs> Look how easily that just rolled off your tongue that you were going to live a lie. Oh, it's very easy for me. <laughs> yeah, everyone knows I'm a chameleon anyway. So, I mean, that's, but it's, that's an asset, you know, just kind change of. it up. So, yes, we are taping this pre-Christmas because, you know, we got a lot to do. But we do have a lot to do. This after, after. 2019. And it is fun because I like the idea of starting off for the new year with new ideas and like a fresh start. And I feel like my wardrobe kind of stinks. Yeah. Well, we have a really good guest on today. And actually, we, we actually learned a decent amount. We say that a lot. But we have Jennifer Mackie Mary, and she is the founder and owner of Apple and Pear Design. Um, and basically, design. she wardrobe design. Mm-hmm. And what she does is she kind of helps women, stay-at-home moms, work small business owners build smart wardrobes that fit their body type. And so she kind of goes into all of that. And I mean, I've always been confused of what my body type is. Um, and she she actually is the one person who's been able to tell me what I am. Right, right. And that's where the apple and pear part comes in. Although, can we be honest about what, what else goes on behind the scenes every time we talk about this interview or this episode? Apple bottom jeans, <laughs> boots with, with the fur. The fur. Non-stop every time. We can't help ourselves. Are we going to tape we apple bottom jeans today? Jeans. We always. I wish we could just put the, the song by Flo Rida in our thing if they wouldn't shut this operation down. We're probably not big enough to get busted by Apple. We could probably slip it in. Kirsten, just put in a few meters of that amazing song. We don't know why, but for some reason, Jennifer Mackie Mary's... Um, company makes us think of songs by Flo Rida. Um, but Apple Kirsten, Pear. That's why. Anyway, sorry. I'm sad, sorry. and I haven't even told you the reason I'm sad. So I, but this is a happy show, and actually it's a happy thing, but I am a little sad. So when I was a little girl, I don't, this is a new story, you haven't heard this. Okay. Across the street from me lived these two very old people, George and Renee Feldman, and they were like the ultimate Floridian halfbackers. Like when I was little, like half, like not halfbackers, um, 
they were like they were snowbirds. That's what you call it. Yeah. So they go what a to like backer is too because that's so, a very weird term if you don't know it. Oh yeah, a halfbacker are like people who are originally from the north, and then they go to Florida when it gets cold, but then they don't want to go back to the north, so they all settle in North Carolina. It's called being like a halfbacker. Like they just couldn't take going back up to the cold north. <laughs> so like, there's a lot of people who like are populating North and South Carolina because it's kind of a middle state. Um, but no, so they were snowbirds. But when I was, I mean, I was like five years old. Um, you're gonna like this story. It's going somewhere. And George Feldman, like, just picture the man like with the leathery skin, like. No, it could have been January and he had like leathery tan skin. He had this white hair. He had a big smile. He was just the happiest guy. He taught my brother, my little brother, when he was like four years old to play craps in his house across the street. Like we spent a lot of time with George Ernie Feldman and they were old, like when I was little. Okay. So right before we started taping, I just got a text from my brother that said, George Feldman has passed away. Now, this might... You, you might, this means nothing to you. He was 112, Kirsten. <laughs> My sweet neighbor. So I mean, that's what I'm saying. He was old when I knew him. He was in his 80s, right? No, 80, 90, 100. Yeah, he was in his 80s when I met him. He died at 112 years old. I feel like that's a fact I want to Google. George no, it's Feldman. true. I'm sure you could look it up. Yeah, he lived. Um, yeah. But was I mean, he I'm probably in giving Long Island, or did he go to yeah. Florida? Yeah. Well, he he well he was in Florida for half the year, but then when they got really old, like in the '90s, they moved to a place um, called North Shore Towers, which is another really popular people for you're, older you're people. You're not making this up, George Grampy, Grampy Feldman. Yeah. yeah no, he's the real. 112. I mean, like, it's amazing. I mean, I was real. I mean, he was old when I knew him. He you was know a what sweet, his obituary says? What? Even 112 years was not long enough. He will be missed. He will be. I mean, he was like oh, the I most popular man. Obituary. I know. I know. Uh, it's a well, sweet story. You know, our condolences well, to it the goes Feldman to show. family. I'm sorry for your loss. And I'm if if you're if any of you Feldmans listen, apparently. Yeah, we he, miss you guys. We were yeah. They were super fun. But what it also goes to show is that you don't know how long you're going to be around for, so you better be well dressed. Um, <laughs> Maybe some of you have given up on your wardrobes. Maybe some of your wardrobes are stale. Right, you I think, think I, it's you time. think I'm an old lady now. Like, who cares what I wear? But the truth is. Right. You, you don't know how old you're going to get. You've been around for another 70, 80 years. So People are is... living a long time. <laughs> so we need Jennifer McEmary to get us up to speed. I, just, I can't even. That has nothing to do with anything. I love you. And I love that you still can break out a story I haven't heard, Graham. Non sequitur. Oh, By the way, I had a bunch. conversation last night. I'm going to tie this all up for us. Um, I was at a Christmas party with a couple from Connecticut who had, I guess, half backed to South Carolina. Um, uh-huh. And I was telling them thing. about how my retirement plans were to move in with my college roommate in Miami. Yep. Even though, do we like Miami? It's, it's the right thing to do. It's the right thing. That's true. And then also, right. and we're gonna set up our house so every time when you walk in, it's gonna it's gonna play the Golden Girls theme song. By the way, did you see the Golden Girls chia head at Target? No. Well, you Wait, might seriously? Be by the time oh. by the time this is aired, you might own a Golden Girls chia head. <laughs> that would be an amazing present. Oh my God, there's so many gifts. No, if we have a Golden Girls house, the one thing we're gonna do is um, we're not gonna have a patio. We're gonna have a lanai. Totally. <laughs> you know they. <laughs> Patios are for losers. <laughs> Lanai's are for cool people. All right. Let's introduce our guest. Because is nothing if she ain't cool. Okay. Enjoy the show. Thank you for listening to us. 
I can't believe people actually listen to us. Yeah. Welcome, Jennifer. Oh. Oh, what? What? Oh, I think Just we what? might have even because we did we taped this in August. We are all over the time traveling. Math yeah, we're all over the math. Like, um, like <laughs> so, and Kirsten and I might be on a lot of cold medicine right now. I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, but <laughs> things are not making sense. But I think we even called it the home hour. So people are like, "What the heck are these girls doing?" I think that this is so old. I think we did reference the home hour. So oh man, but it's a fresh topic. Always fresh. Fashion hasn't changed. Timeless okay. evidence. Okay. Welcome timeless, home. Timeless advice. All right. Welcome home. Enjoy the show. All right. And we're here with Jennifer Mackey Mary. Jennifer, welcome to today's show. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here with you, ladies. We're excited to have you. And fashion is an area where I really have just checked out. I need a lot of help. So this is this is a learning opportunity for me. Well, we have never done a fashion episode. We were just talking before the show, which is kind of amazing. But, you know, we're moms. We have mom bodies. Some of our listeners are not mothers. um, But at the same point in time, bodies change over time. And I kind of am hoping you can start by outlining the different body types, because I'm going to be honest, I've never quite got my head around, like, where I stand and the body type. um, Okay. Sphere. Well... All right, I'm just going to dive right into it because it's a huge topic with a lot of information. I'd love to give people as much as I possibly can. Uh, Apple and Pear Wardrobe was based on dressing the four body types. Now, a lot of people ask, are there really only four? And the answer is sort of yes and no. There are as many different body types as there are women in the world, but it really boils down to four basic body types. Now, the first one is what we would consider the hourglass, which is probably what we all think of as the feminine ideal. She has bust and shoulders that are pretty much equal to her hips and then a waist that is well-defined. This is kind of the, you know, the 36, 24, 36 body that's sort of immortalized on film and song and paintings. Is this J-Lo and the Kardashians? Is that uh, what pretty we're much, about? pretty much. But, you know, some of them kind of turn toward the pear, which we'll talk about next, mm-hmm. which is a little bit smaller on the top than on the bottom. These mm-hmm. women usually have smaller shoulders, smaller um, breasts. They still have a small defined waist, uh, but then their their lower half looks bigger in, in relation to their upper half. So that would be the pear. Then we have the apple, which is the opposite of the pear. She is bigger on the top. She's got broader shoulders, bigger bust. If she carries extra weight, it goes straight to the belly. Lots of ladies know what I'm talking about. But her hips are really narrow. Her legs are lean. Um, so she's kind of the the opposite of the pair. She's bigger on top than she is on the bottom. And then finally, we have our rectangle, which is hips and bust are pretty much equal, but that waist is not well-defined. I think we would probably call this a boyish shape or um, athletic. Sometimes you'll see in magazines, people will say, if you have an athletic shape and you go, well, that's kind of me, but I'm not an athlete. All that really means is that you don't have a lot of curve to you. So those are the four basics. Kirsten, what do you think I am? You're totally a rectangle and I'm a pair. Are you sure? Okay, see how easy that is? Yeah, you're a rectangle. So the easiest way to know what you are is to ask yourself, if I buy a two-piece outfit, whether it is, you know, a swimsuit or a business suit or, you know, a 1990s velour juicy track suit, do you wear the same size on the top as you do the bottom? If you wear a bigger size on the bottom than you do a top, you're a pair. Told ya. (laughs) See, it's easy, right? We take all the mystery out of it. If you wear a bigger size on the top than you do the bottom, chances are you're an apple. If you wear the same size on top and bottom, 
and you have a small waist, then you're an hourglass. Same size on top and bottom, but you don't have a well-defined waist, you're a rectangle. See, Kirsten, I'm thinking maybe I'm an hourglass. Maybe you are an hourglass. I don't have a small waist, but I don't, I don't know. I'm thinking All right, maybe so I'm now we go to question number two. When you buy jeans, do you get the gap in the back? The gap in the back? Like, See, you mean if under you don't, the butt? If, if you don't know what the gap in the back is, you are not an hourglass or a pair. That is when your, your hips and your rear are considerably bigger than your waist, and you okay. get all that extra gap in the back. Women oh, listening no. to this no, no. who are... Women listening to this who are an hourglass or a pair, they're like, yep, I get the gap. There you go. You're one of those two body types. Interesting. Um, well, what if, what if you just only wear elastic waistbands? Then that's not an issue. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's kind of the nice thing about the athleisure trend, isn't it? <laughs> As I sit here in full-on spandex. Yes. Good for you. See, I, wore, I dressed up today. I wore a waistband just for you. Although my husband, I came in, I'm wearing, um, see, I'm going old school with my fashion. I'm wearing, uh, what are those Those long, sh- they're not in style anymore. I just picked them on this morning to go drive carpool. Like they're capri shorts, you know, they kind of come down to your knees. Like a pedal pusher? Yeah, I'm wearing pedal pushers. <laughs> okay. And my husband okay. has these shorts. They're really old. Jennifer's going to hang up on you. <laughs> I know, I know. It's no, 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 I just, I'm wrapping my head around it. I know, yeah. And like a t-shirt, yeah, an old ratty t-shirt from The Gap. That's what I'm wearing actually right now. Okay, um, as long okay. as we're talking about it, I'm wearing a Lululemon lavender top, and I'm wearing the cutest running shorts from Old Navy, Navy and they have parrots on them. Adorable. Thank you. That there you go. really great. All right. Well, not that the so pedal pushers are not adorable. I'm not saying pedal No, they're pedal not. I mean, are. he said, he specifically said, why are you wearing those shorts? Like, those are really... <laughs> Those are really awkward looking. (laughs) And they are. They cut me at all the wrong places, which is why we have you here on the show today, is to help us, like, lock it down, right? Because I think I've always been a true believer of, like, find your fashion and whether or not, and stick to it, right? Absolutely. So so how do we do that? Like, I'm a rectangle. Kirsten's a, what did you say you were, Kirsten? I think I'm a pair. You're a pair. Like, what do rectangles need to be doing? What do pairs need to be doing? What apples need to be doing? What a hourglass oh, goodness. needs to be doing? I mean, that is a, that's a three-hour conversation, but I'll just give a few tips that regardless of what your body type is, everyone can follow these and um, you know, do the right thing. First of all, the goal is to highlight the parts you like, right? So a lot of women dress from a place of hiding the, the parts they don't like first. I believe in starting with the things you do like. For me, I'm an apple. I'm bigger on top than I am on the bottom. I've got great legs. It doesn't matter what size I am. I'm going to show off my legs. So oh. for me, it's highlighting that part first. Okay. Then step, okay, go ahead. That's cool. No, I'm just jealous. I like my legs are my trouble area. So that's, I'm just, it was, it was just a moment of jealousy there. Keep going. Well, you know, everybody wants what they don't have, right? Just right. like hair. Um, step two is then cleverly disguise the parts you don't love. And you can do that through color, pattern, fit, fabric, whatever it is. And then my step three is move on, right? So you dress the parts you love, you disguise the parts you don't, and then you move on without worrying about it all day, just knowing that you look good, confident in what you're wearing, looks good on you. And then living your life is the most important thing. So I don't, it's probably odd for a wardrobe stylist to say that I'm not all about um, obsessing over fashion. I really believe that your clothes should just make you feel good so you can go about your day feeling great. I like that. Okay, well, so right before we record, started to record the show, Kirsten and I were talking about, like, what's holding us back kind of many days with getting dressed. And 
see if like you maybe some of your clients come to you with this we have young children um i look i open up my kind of agenda in the morning i look at the day and it says something along the lines of you know i'll have i'll have to take my you know child to school and then i'll have to run them around to various different places i might have you know someone coming where i kind of have to help them work in the yard or i've got you know some really messy projects to do around the house and but then i also might have a girls lunch that's scheduled and what i find myself doing is i dress to the lowest common denominator like outfit for example like i know i have an eight hour day i don't have time to redo my my outfit three times during the day so i will just put on you know leggings and sneakers and whatever um, workout clothes and just try to like accomplish everything because I know that I've got the one messy task or I know like I'm going to be chasing children on a playground or something I you know I think that's a common problem that a lot of women have and we fall into this rut of always just defaulting to the most comfortable you know whatever is easiest I think the first thing to do is look at your agenda the night before Mm -hmm. nobody has time especially moms to be creative in the morning right? My mornings, my girls are six and 10. They're still crazy, right? I'm trying to get them out the door. I'm trying to start working. I'm checking my emails. I don't have time, even as a wardrobe stylist, to really think about my outfit. So I do it the night before. I think, okay, what's the weather going to be like? Where am I going? And I pick out my outfit the night before. That one tip will up your style game like you would not believe. So first of all, start the night before. The second thing you can do is Acknowledge that there isn't a one size fits all, right? So as I'm listening to your day, everything kind of fits except yard work and cleaning. So it may be that you don't have to change three times, but maybe you've got to change one time for cleaning, right? Uh, Throw on a different shirt, whatever it is. Um, And the final thing I would say about that is buy better versions of the things you have to wear. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I really... I hear moms say all the time, oh, I can't be cute. I'm a mom. I, I, you know, I chase kids. Yeah, but we're living in the age of athleisure. It has never, ever been easier for moms to look fantastic and be appropriate for just about every activity that a mom could do, right? So mm-hmm. instead of just going to, I don't know, you know, Target, which I love Target. Target is killing it style-wise lately. But, you know, instead of just going to Target and buying those T-shirts that are folded on the rack, invest in some cute tees. If you are a jeans and t-shirt mom, wear awesome jeans and t-shirts. If you are Mm -hmm. a yoga pants and hoodie mom, buy interesting yoga pants and hoodies. So, you know, I think it's just a combination of planning ahead um, and buying better versions of the things that you're already going to be wearing. You know what? I really love that because, as I said, I am, and these are super cute Old Navy shorts. I mean, parrots, you can't be parrots. But um, I do agree with you. Sometimes I, I feel like it's a waste of money to buy really fancy workout clothes. I'm just going to sweat in them, you know? But the reality is, I have these really nice, I'm in my closet. I tape in my closet. So the, 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 these kind of episodes are <laughs> always. Are top of this is This is hitting close to home. But I'm like looking at these like beautiful cocktail dresses that are like worn they once every three worn. years yeah. but like uh-huh. the the workout clothes I wear every day like yeah straight up old navy like maybe yes. I shouldn't mix it up a little bit well you know I always tell people spend your money where you spend your time I had a client early on in my business and I asked everyone how much do you spend per year on clothes and she said 350 dollars and I asked people, how much would you spend on a special occasion outfit? And she said $300. And I asked, how much would you spend on the perfect pair of jeans? She would not spend any more than $30 on a pair of jeans. And I said, well, how often do you wear jeans? She said, oh, every day. 
I said, well, how often do you go to special occasion things? Once a year. So once a year, she looked amazing. Every other day, she was in the worst possible jeans she could find simply because they were cheap. Now, if you flip that and find, you know, do rent the runway for a special occasion or, you know, find something at TJ Maxx or Nordstrom Clearance, whatever it is, then put your money into those great jeans that you're going to wear every day. And, you know, when we were shopping, I convinced her to buy one great pair of jeans. And about two weeks later, she emailed me and said she bit the bullet throughout all of her old jeans and went and invested in great ones because she felt so much better and she looked so much better. So spend your money where you spend your time. I like that. I love that. That's actually very smart. <laughs> I'm going to go out and buy some more nice jeans. You know where I get my jeans are secondhand stores. I find like I love, and you're, I get really nice high-end jeans um, that somebody else has broken in for me. That's a great place to do. And I, I, I buy a lot of my daughter's clothes. She's now kind of moving into that tween thing. So we're doing a lot of the secondhand stuff because, you know, women don't wear them that long. A lot of women grow into them or out of them, however it is. But if you can save money on great jeans, why not? I like that. I'm actually thinking about my kids right now because they wear school uniforms. <laughs> and some days, like, we're out of uniforms and it's ridiculous. Like, it, exactly. Why am I buying them? I know this isn't about kids enough about kids but it is you're right but the point is the point is I love just that mindset of like what are you really wearing because the reality is exactly what you said it's how you are Monday through Friday that's great all right but what do you what do you do when you want to wear a trend or a style and it's just not right for you like that's a problem that I run into a lot like Kirsten in college used to rock a tube top and I was always jealous because I could never wear a tube top and I thought it was so cool and it just didn't look right on me so what how do you get around that what's the workaround there or like pencil jeans I talk about this all the time I can't wear skinny jeans but I want to because like they're so stylish and everyone wears them but look terrible on my legs I, well, I think there are a lot of, you know, skinny jeans, you can always wear with a longer top. If you don't like the way your legs look in skinny jeans, putting a chunky ankle boot at the bottom really helps to balance out the legs. So there are ways to kind of work around it. Um, I would say though, how do you feel in it? If you put on the tube top and maybe it's not the most flattering, but you feel like a million bucks, wear the tube top. If you put no, on the I don't. tube top, I'm just and- bummed sometimes that I can't wear what I want to wear. That's I don't. You know, I wear I wear it and I, spend I struggle all day with trying that. To pull it up because it like I struggle up. with that. I love the whole like fit and flare dress thing, the full skirt. As an apple, that's really unflattering. And so every once in a while, I'll try, you know, just to see if the world if it has can somehow changed. Works. Yeah, yeah, and it doesn't. And it doesn't. And you know, every once in a while, I'll even buy something. I'll think, oh, I can make it work. I can't. So. You know, I, I think, again, focus on the parts you love. Find pieces that enhance the parts you do love and let the rest go. There are so many there are so many styles out there right now that everybody can find the best for them and have it be something that is fun and fashionable and cute and makes you feel good. I like that. Okay. I need to understand capsule wardrobes. Like, I can't wrap my head around it. Okay, capsule wardrobes are just the joy of my life. I love capsule wardrobes. So for those of you who don't know what a capsule wardrobe is, it is a small, carefully curated group of little collection of clothes that work together to create so much more than you could ever, ever do um, without careful planning. So let me give you an example. Um, I create capsule wardrobe ebooks every season. I put together usually between 32 and 35 pieces that work together to create somewhere in the neighborhood of 150 to 200 outfits. Now, wow. my capsules are tops, bottoms, 
um, dresses and accessories. That's everything you need for one season. This morning I was putting the capsule together and I was looking at one page and I had 12 pieces on it. Now normally if you have a 12 piece wardrobe that's just tops and bottoms, you could probably expect to have, I don't know, 12 to maybe 20 outfits if you're really, really lucky. On this one page alone, I had over 40. So it is really carefully planning your wardrobe to create more than, than pieces can do on their own. So it's careful layering, it's you know mix and match things. Every woman wants that mix and match wardrobe that can take her anywhere, right? That's what I hear all the time. I want one wardrobe that'll take me anywhere. And if you're just buying pieces here, pieces there, hoping they all come together, that's never gonna work. But a capsule is designed to kind of, I would say work for about 90% of a casual life. You know, obviously there are things that, you know, if you're going to a black tie, that's not in the capsule. But a capsule wardrobe should really be able to dress you for about 90% of your life in 30-ish pieces. Wow, so that's and the rule. You're right. doing a capsule a season? Yeah, I do a capsule per season, yeah. A lot of women can stretch it, and it really depends on where you live. If you live in Florida, you probably need one capsule with a couple of pieces in case it gets to be, I don't know, 60 right. degrees. If you live in places that have four distinct seasons, you really right. need kind of four capsules. Now, that doesn't mean that I have 35 times four pieces. A lot of them kind of carry over. They're, you know, a white t-shirt works for spring, summer, and fall. So it's definitely not four times 35. It's, you know, just kind of pulling different things together to create probably, uh, most capsules are between 30 and 35 pieces. Okay, so let's say you did this. Let's say you committed to this capsule wardrobe idea. Do you just throw away everything else? Like, do you just, like, what do you do with all the backlog? Um, I encourage women to hang on to it because it may show up in another capsule, right? So if you are going through your summer stuff, uh, and this is also really good for women who are transitioning, like losing weight or, you know, postpartum, um, to kind of pull these little pieces that all work together instead of staring at this entire full closet of stuff you can't wear pull the things you can wear out and make them all work together and even in that period of transition you're going to like the way you look so much more so i really do encourage women to hang on to that stuff for a little while once you realize you don't need it or don't like it anymore then it can go but you know i'm not i'm not a huge fan of decimating your wardrobe and getting rid of everything because you might find you know next fall that you want to change up your capsule a little bit change the color scheme and that you have some of those pieces so uh, you know i kind of think hang on to it until you're really ready to let go I like that. Yeah, I like that. Because, I mean, sometimes, I mean, I I look at my clothes and, I mean, just you could picture just the, the busy, jumbled closet full of stuff. And so I think to myself, well, I'm, I'm tired of most of these things, um, but there's nothing wrong with them. And it seems so wasteful for me just to throw them out. Like, there's physically nothing wrong with these clothes other than just I've looked at them for years and years and years and years. Um, but, you know, some of them could just be a normal pink sweater. I mean, there's nothing wrong with the pink sweater. Like, why do I get rid of it? I don't know. So I think a better saying, question, though, is why do you keep it? If you're, Are you wearing the pink sweater? If you're wearing the pink sweater, it doesn't matter how long you've had it. Hang on to it. If you're not wearing the pink sweater, it doesn't matter how long you've had it. Get rid of it. Yeah, I've always liked that idea, you know, where they say, like, turn all your hangers one direction and whatever hanger, you know, whatever clothes are on the hanger that you haven't worn at the end of three months, kind of those are things you should get rid of. 
I've yeah, I hear that a lot from clients, and I think that that is a I think it's actually, excuse me, I think it's a strategy that a lot of women start, but I never see anyone actually follow through. I think a better question is go through your wardrobe and ask yourself, would I buy this again right now? And, you know, in the size that it's in, in the color that it's in, in the condition that it's in, would I buy this again right now? And if the answer is no, you can feel confident letting that piece go. And, you know, the problem with a lot of our wardrobes is that everything's good enough. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And it feels horrible to get rid of these clothes that there's nothing wrong with them, just like you said, but there's nothing really wonderful about them either. You know, if you have 100 t-shirts and you have five that you love, you really have five t-shirts because those are the only ones you wear. It happens time and time again in a closet. Women hang on to these things because they're just fine, but they don't love them, so they don't wear them. And giving yourself the permission to get rid of things that are just fine is really, really liberating. You know what I had to do? So you know how, have you ever heard this, Sarah? You said your mom. Have you ever heard about when people go through the playroom and they take toys that are exactly what you just described? You know, they're not great. They're not bad. Nobody's really playing with them, but they're fine. And they put them away and they hide them for six months and then they bring Mm -hmm. them out and it's like Christmas morning. I sort of feel like I might need to just hide my clothes for myself because I know I don't have the guts to get rid of them, but... You know, and then see what I'm like, oh, you know, where's that doll? Where's that truck? You know, see what I actually miss? Because there have been times where I went into the bin and I found something that I had hidden for myself. And mm-hmm. I know that's a keeper. But you're right. A lot of the stuff I'm like, yep, that's sitting in a bin. I don't care. Well, so if I wanted to start this right now, Jennifer, should I just go to my closet and, gr- and not grab haphazardly, but just take out... 30 pieces that I think would mix and match well. Like, for example, let's say I have 10 pairs of jeans, Would you? and fall is coming up. Sarah, Kirsten lives in a place with no seasons. I live in Arizona, so I can <laughs> pretty much, a place with I'm no like soul. the Florida yeah, scenario. So, yeah, so, but for me, should I just grab two pairs of jeans that I like and just make those my only pairs of jeans for the fall? And the, you know what I'm saying? Is that how I would go about starting this capsule wardrobe? Well, I think the first thing you want to do is get rid of all the things in your closet that you know don't work. It is so much easier to see what you have when you take out all the flotsam and jetsam out of your wardrobe and you can actually see the gems in there. So first step is definitely just clean out. Doesn't matter if it's going to go in a caps or not. I don't like it. Let it go. And then kind of look for patterns, right? If you look in your entire wardrobe is based on black and burgundy guess what you have a black and burgundy capsule going on right so you sort of want to look for the connections and then you want to start with those core pieces get two pairs of jeans if you know depending on what your lifestyle is like are you a live in jeans every single day kind of girl and you don't wear anything else then you might want three maybe even four um are you somebody who likes to mix it up on the bottom and you have a lot of you've got chinos you've got you know, leggings, you've got all that kind of stuff, then you sort of want to pick from from there. My rule of thumb is that you really need one top or layering piece for every, um, I'm sorry, one bottom for every three to four tops or layering pieces. So, you know, if you do the math, my current capsule has, I think, six bottoms and 24 tops. Does that make sense? Mm Mm-hmm. That's a good rule of thumb so that you have enough to mix and match on the bottom. You know, a capsule isn't really a capsule if all you have is jeans and black pants, right? Because there's not really much mixing and matching. That's just a small wardrobe. So if you can put some pattern, some color on the bottom, another way to kind of add some interest in there, you're going to end up with something that's a lot more exciting. It's not going to feel so monotonous. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's part of what people are afraid of with capsules. Like, 
can I, you know, I'm only going to be wearing these 33 pieces for three months. I'm going to get so tired of it. Yeah. If all you have is black pants and jeans and, you know, the same top in five colors, you're going to get very, very sick of it. But if you can look for, for ways to add color and pattern, even on the bottom, um, you're going to have a much more exciting capsule. You know, as you're talking, this has always sound like a very crazy uh, not crazy, but this is always sound like a very intimidating, I can't wrap my head around this concept. But as you're speaking about this, it's like if you're going away somewhere for a month and you yeah, had to say, is, yeah. like, this top, what could I get this top to work with? It's it's almost like you're just going on a really long trip and you're going right. to have washing machines. But, you know, that's almost like... I don't know. That's helping me visualize how to do it. Well, yeah, it worked for me, Kirsten, because when we traveled, we went, my husband and I once a long time ago took a trip to Asia for six weeks, you know, between jobs. And like, I have to say, looking back, I got dressed easier. I was, I mean, obviously I wasn't seeing anyone and I wasn't like, you know, going out and about town. We were kind of just bopping around, but I came up with a ton of outfits with a very limited wardrobe Mm -hmm. that I had. And also like what you're saying is very low risk, right? Like I could go into my closet right now and experiment with this. And if oh, I get burned, I get burned, you know, like without I could a doubt, you know, I, which is again, I don't recommend everyone just throw out your clothes and commit to a capsule for three months. Some people really hate the idea of a capsule and it just doesn't work for them. Great. But you know, like you were saying, it's easier to get dressed. I had a client, one of my capsule subscribers over the summer, she went for 14 days in Austria. So a European vacation for two weeks, she packed in a carry on. And her husband had this huge suitcase. She had this little carry-on, and she posted pictures every day. She looked amazing. Mm -hmm. And she wasn't dealing with, oh, my gosh, is my suitcase going to weigh too much? Can I bring stuff home? Clothes really were the last of her concern, so she could really spend more time experiencing a fantastic vacation. So it's really about doing more with less. And like you said, it doesn't have to be a huge risk. Go in your closet, pull out these pieces that are absolute workhorses that do combine with other things um, and give it a try. Even, you know, give yourself a challenge of pulling 10 pieces for a two week capsule. You could absolutely do two weeks of clothes with 10 pieces. I like that's this. fun. Okay, a challenge. I, uh, I accept your challenge, Jennifer. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah, let's do it, Graham. Let's do it. I do it. Um, I okay. Will do it. I know we're almost out of time with you. The last thing I think we just want to touch on is the idea of color, and if we all really have our colors, or if you can just wear whatever colors you love. Yes, you can absolutely wear whatever colors you love. However, everyone does have colors that look better on them. When you are in the right colors, you look lighter, brighter, more awake. You look like you've had a good night's sleep and two cups of coffee. When you are in colors that are not good for you, um, you look a little more tired. Blemishes come forward. Dark circles come forward. Fine lines come forward. It's like someone with really blue eyes and they wear a blue shirt and it brings that out. Black is actually one of the least flattering colors on the majority of women because it's, I, I know, I know, trust me. I tried to live without black. I couldn't do it, but it brings out dark circles. It brings out fine lines. So, you know, My high school I yearbook say, quote was when in doubt wear black. <laughs> <laughs> that's still, that's actually still my quote. Um, even though black is not a super flattering color on me, I know that I need to wear more makeup. If I were being photographed, if I were doing headshots, I would not wear black. I think there are times where it really matters and there are times that I just love a good black sweater, right? So there definitely are better colors for everyone. And um, I actually have a video on my Facebook page about how to find your your best colors so people can check that out. Give us a tip though. Give, Give us a little tip. Okay, so... 
people are either black, white, pink, or brown, cream, orange. Black, white, pink, or brown, mm -hmm. cream, orange. Wait, I like only wear navy and red. Or um, like bright, or bright lily pulitzer colors. I'm either okay. I'm either on. I'm at the. I'm, I'm always in the. Even though I live in the desert, in my mind, I'm always at the water. But sometimes I'm at a lake, and sometimes I'm at a Florida beach. So, but which color would look better on you, orange or pink? Pink. pink. It's pink. Okay. There you go. Okay. So you were in the black, white, pink category. Now, that doesn't mean those are the only three colors you can wear. That just means that's sort of your starting point. Those are the cool colors. Brown, cream, orange, those are your warm colors. You're going to look better in... Um, those are you, you know, Graham. Yeah, well, I look amazing in beige. I got colorized once. Um, colorized is when they allegedly tell you the right colors. And like, I was meant to be a 70-year-old woman because I look great in khaki and beige. Like, it, Honestly, I, I mean, I truly... like. I'm a showstopper when I wear tan. <laughs> and humble. Always so humble, though. <laughs> no, but I mean, it's such a slap you, in the face. You, you run in with your hourglass body and your no. showstopping colors. This is, no, I just, you but see, the thing is, Kirsten, no, but Kirsten <laughs> always wanted to, like, I was so jealous because she could wear, like, a turquoise tube top, you know, like, the fun clothes. And the truth is, is, like, you put me in a tan button down and it's like, oh, who is this woman? Like, let her run the board meeting. Um, I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but, but there depressing. are so many it's interpretations of a tan shirt, right? I mean, a beautiful camel sweater with yeah. white jeans and booties, that's fantastic. And that's a, a, that's a look that's going to wash a lot of people out. So, And I, know, I recently watched Troop Beverly Hills, and what Phyllis Neffler did with khaki, Graham, is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's style goals right there, that's Troop Beverly so Hills. so style goals. Oh, that's true. Um yeah. Well, Remember that backpack they had where she said, pop the flap and snap the snap. <laughs> like, it was it was a hiking backpack that like undid all your hanging clothes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That is my version of camping right there. Oh, that was wonderful. Goodness, goodness. OK, well, well, on that note, <laughs> I think we're all a little more stylish, a little more put together. Is there anything else, Jennifer, before we leave you? I'm sorry we've been so brief because I'm sure wardrobes we could talk about for days and days on end but this kind of whets our appetite where can everyone find you online if they'd like to learn a little bit more you can find me on Facebook and Instagram um, at Apple and Pear Wardrobe, just all spelled out. And I do have a special download for your listeners, and it's the five pieces every, ca every casual wardrobe needs. So these are the Ooh. building blocks of your wardrobe, the five things you should buy first, and you can get that at bit.ly forward slash style hour. Okay, and we're also going to have that on, um, on our show notes. So go ahead and follow us over. We're on Instagram as well, and um, on our website, of course, we'll we'll have that links to all that and of course if if, if you want to go for it go for the capsule guide give it a try i love that idea but you also make capsules for people so there's all sorts of subscriptions um where where jennifer can help you uh make this a little bit easier so definitely go check out her website for all the details appleimpairwardrobe.com um jennifer thanks for sharing your knowledge with our listeners i'm a little bit inspired to tackle my closet now i think this is this is going to be great Go for it. Thank you so much for having me, ladies. This was a blast. Delightful. <laughs> Bye.